1: Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set.
2: I don't know about everyone listening, but after a long day of work, I just need to come home to a nice, refreshing tall boy to ease my stress. I actually just had three or four last night, if I'm being honest. No, not those tall boys. A refreshing tall can of liquid death was exactly what I needed, if you've noticed a new Tallboy can in the water section that looks like a beer or an energy drink, it's actually Liquid Death, a mountain spring water from the Alps that comes in still, sparkling, or in three different flavors. Try the lime, trust me. Why is the water called Liquid Death, you ask? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable Tallboy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. There's just something special about grabbing an ice-cold can of Liquid Death, hearing the pop when you open it, and quenching your thirst with the best-tasting still or sparkling water on the market. I honestly could not go back to bottles even if I wanted to. As I mentioned, I can't recommend the Sparkling Lime Liquid Death enough. It has the perfect lime flavor to go with a crisp, refreshing finish. It's also the best water to mess with just about everyone you know, as they probably think you're chugging a beer in your car or a work meeting at about 9 a.m., Seriously, guys, check this product out. I've been absolutely loving it, and I know you will too. Go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or hy or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com packaday. That's liquiddeath.com packaday.
3: 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. Pack-a-day podcast.
4: What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. The, oh my God, the sky is falling edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley. And I am joined today by the one and only Ross Uglum. Ross Let's let us dive right into this predicament, to this pickle that we find ourselves in at the at the the end of five weeks, where the Packers, some would say, they effed around and they found out in London, and this was kind of a reflection of how they've really played the last three weeks, and kind of one of those things that we knew probably was coming. Um Because they just, quite frankly, haven't put together a full game. Uh, There's various reasons for that. Let's jump into the the first one after watching the tape, Ross. uh, People are calling for Joe Barry's job. And one thing that I was a little bit baffled with is I, I am not a Joe Barry stan. Not at all. And I feel like, Ross, you and I kind of talked about this all offseason. And Ross, you you have been maybe the most outspoken person even before this year, kind of talking about, hey, Joe Barry is not that cool. And <laughs> one thing you know we talked about all off season. One thing that I I feel like both of us kind of have talked about was hey, they've got the dogs to run a a an NFL defense. But Joe Barry is still the defensive coordinator. So let's wait and see. And we are seeing right now, we are seeing what it looks like. We are seeing guys who look like they have regressed. We have seen guys not take jumps. Um, Everything. Everything that kind of could have gone wrong is going wrong. And, Ross, I I do want to talk about, because I know that you are not a Joe Barry fan, as previously stated, and I want to know, Specifically, you know, and you don't, you know. Let's let's talk about the last three games. Let's talk about this season so far. Specifically, in your opinion, what exactly is going wrong with this defense? And is there is it salvageable? And what the hell does that look like? Yeah, you know, I
5: I didn't realize. I guess today I had mentioned Fangio, um, and. He's consulting for the Eagles. I don't know how ironclad those consultant contracts are. I don't know, you know, if, if you have a, a full-time coordinator position on the table, if you can get out of something like that, but still makes what was already kind of a long shot, a long shot. And, and you know, people throwing, like, throwing around like Zimmer's name. The thing is you have to – you, you, you kind of have to employ a 3-4 base – split safety DC, you know, um, you you can't like someone said Zimmer. Yeah. You you can't. And I don't think anybody from like the Gus Bradley cover three tree is going to work either right now. Like you, you're going to have to either go down with the Barry ship, fire him and have one of his assistants do it, or have someone come in who has taught the Fangio Staley Barry system. Because, changing all the verbiage and trying to install a different defense. I, I just like, I think they could play single high. I, I think like to have, you know, Savage play deep middle and not screws too much stuff up. And I think that Douglas and Stokes could be decent cover three corners, but that's it. That's neither here nor there. You, you can't just do that in the middle of the year. And so, um, that's sort of the corner that they painted themselves into, man. They're, they're going to end up probably going down with the ship unless they, uh, unless they, uh, you know, have an assistant to it, have somebody who's under Barry do it. Now what's wrong with this? What's wrong with the scheme? Um, it's, it's not well taught. You see a ton of communication errors. You see just dropped receivers. Uh, sometimes they're all pro receivers that get dropped, uh, a la Justin Jefferson. But more than that, it's just the um, the softness, the uh, allowing folks to get yardage and always just preventing the big play and preventing the big play and preventing the big play. and And ultimately I get that, you know, I get – um, not wanting to give up 80-yard chunks. But when your red zone defense isn't that good, when your run defense isn't that good, when you're not creating turnovers to steal possessions, this just letting them pick up six, seven yards at a time and bleed you for eight, nine minutes doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And and they also don't have – I mean, the, the the basis, the absolute basis of a, a well-run uh, Barry scheme – You have to have an interior disruptor, and they should have that in Kenny Clark. You should have edge rushers that can get pressure, and they they should have that too. But what they don't have is the ability to have both of those safeties like John Johnson III did for the Rams when he was there. Both of those safeties need to be able to fly down because the whole point of the defense is you're giving a a light box look. But because your safeties are so athletic and such good tacklers – what looks like a six-man box becomes a seven, and eight, a seven-and-a-half-man box just out of scheme and out of their ability to get downhill and make plays. And Darnell Savage just ain't that guy. And nobody that backs up Darnell Savage is that guy. And Adrian Amos is c- kind of that guy, but right now, Quay Walker's lost trying to fit the run. The, the the defensive linemen are getting displaced. Like Sebastian Joseph Day is not on this defensive line, much less Aaron Donald. Like the, those guys just aren't there. Uh, Dean Lowry is not Sebastian Joseph Day. They're, they're It's it's a square peg round hole situation, and it's not a great it's not a great scheme unless you have dudes at those positions. Also, the cornerback thing is driving me insane. You watch. Rasul Douglas get a holding call because he doesn't have the change of direction to uh to to move with these interior receivers when you have Jair Alexander out on an island on the outside also not having that much success like flopping those two should be a layup for any any functional defensive coordinator any defensive coordinator I don't mean to say with a with a brain in his head but just like any any professional should see the most basic thing is you have a potential elite level nickel in Ja and you have someone who kind of struggles inside and Sewell, by the way, who kicks ass outside, which is frankly the more valuable position. Mm-hmm. I,
4: I I don't Rich, know. Is, is that why? I mean, I, I wonder if that's why they're reluctant to do that because the outside spot is more valuable. So they're like, well, Jaw is our best outside corner on the team. So why not have him out there? But like because teams will nickel you to death and they've yes. showed it in the past. And
5: they used to find out, they used to find Chandon and
4: beat him to death. And the other thing is, there is a reason that this pass defense seemingly got worse with the addition of Jair Alexander. and it's not. Yeah. Because Jeyer, it's not because Jair's not good. It's because the the three corners with Stokes, Nixon, And Sewell, with the two outside corners being Sewell and Stokes, is a better combination with Nixon inside. Um, But now take out Nixon and substitute Jair. And it's not, Ross, it's not just, okay, there are your three. Leave them there the whole game. Don't ever, like, there's the, the lack of creativity and imagination is what kills me. Because just because you're kicking Jair inside on obvious passing downs, uh, or 75% of the time that's fine. Let him still go play outside when when the scheme when the when the offensive formation calls for it, that's fine. But the lack of creativity and the lack of just willingness to adjust and willingness to try anything else is what kills me. I, I don't know who it was, but the meme of, well we try we tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. Like that is literally what it looks like right now. Part of me wonders, Ross, if Joe Barry, his idea going into this season was kind of drinking a lot of their own Kool Aid, thinking, "Wow, we have a lot of studs on defense. Dude, I just, yeah. need, I just need to stay out of their way." And seemingly, if you would have, if you would have said, "Hey, here's the path for major regression for this defense." Uh, Sewell needs to not play as good. Devondre needs to not play as good. Jair needs to not be up the all pro level. Oh, Adrian Amos and Donald Savage need to fall off an absolute cliff. Like that is all happening. The only two guys out there that I would say, yeah, or three, I'd say three guys out there that are still holding up their end of the bargain are Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, and Kenny Clark. Outside of those three guys, Pretty much everyone else has regressed, seemingly, and at a certain point, Ross, like you talked about, the defense being taught, and anybody that's ever been in a classroom that, that's ever taught anything, you know, when you teach something, it, our educational systems are assessment based. The formative assessment for how you are teaching this defense, Joe Barry, is is game days, and you're failing. You're failing five weeks now. You have failed. So you need to go back to the drawing table and say my students are failing the tests. How can I do it differently? What can we do differently? What, what do I need to what do I need to say to get to them to really hammer home our, our core principles or what we want to get done with this defense because right now it seems like they just they don't have an identity everything that they've done well so far this year and you know credit to them they, they were great on third downs before this last week. But that was bonkers to watch how bad they were on third downs. But by Daniel Jones himself making him look like an absolute all pro out there. I mean, just make – and credit credit to Daniel Jones. He played really well. But the Packers did not – do anything to make it difficult for him. And Ross, we—I mean, I think you saw my tweet today when I just pointed out the Packers as a defensive hole, not just secondary, not just Eric Stokes, not just Rasul Douglas, as a whole have four PBUs and one interception. Just to put this in perspective, Charvarius Ward, who is a guy that the Chiefs didn't even want because he has not been very good. He has seven PBU's and two interceptions this year alone, and and, and Chevarius Ward is not as talented as the top three corners on Green Bay's roster. So, what is the deal? What's the holdup? And I think you said it best, Russ. These guys are not being put in a position to even make plays on the ball. They're playing so soft. They are letting everything happen in front of them and coming up and tackling and like that a lot. Of, and across the NFL, a lot of teams are doing that. Absolutely. But not – I mean, you cannot live and die with that. There are times where you have to get aggressive. There are times where uh, you need to, to flip the script. And, and the Packers are doing that too. The issue is is I don't think situational football is good at all on the defensive side of the ball in Green Bay. I mean, situational football it would indicate – like the last game, Ross, situationally on first downs, they were really good. Repeatedly, they would get them in second and long and then immediately give up eight yards. And now it's third and manageable again uh, for a struggling offense that you want to be able to take the running game out of their pocket. But, okay, it goes from second and 12 to third and three. Now just a handoff to Saquon Barkley, who is absolutely – Uh, wrecking people this season like that's just that's you can't have that and situationally that's bad football that's just not smart especially when it it continues to fail over and over and over again and the the lack of any type of adjustment throughout the entire game all the way down to the last scoring drive which they took the lead is just so disheartening to watch as a Packers fan so that to me Ross is 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 what kills me and I, I agree with you I don't think I don't think the Packers do business that way. I would be shocked if they get rid of Joe Barry. They would it would have to be like they if they lose the next two games to New York and Washington who have, you know, bottom third offenses as well. Maybe. Maybe I, so, cuz then you're talking time, about sa- you're talking about saving your season at that point.
5: Well, what time what time of day is that Buffalo game? That's a primetime game, isn't it? Should I be. see. If I think if Josh Allen puts fifty on his head, it's possible in front of the entire country.
4: With the way this defense has been though in the past, like those are the games they get up for some for some reason somehow. I, pff, sure. I mean, <laughs> Which, I mean, I know, but I'm just sure. saying just how wonky it is. But I don't know, man. And I think it is It's kind of unprecedented. To I can't think of a time in the past where a a, a coordinator was fired this. Quickly into the season for a team that still has pretty big aspirations. What's unique to Green Bay, though, is their windows closing fast, and yep. and this is and do they do they you learn their lesson? The,
5: you can't you do, can't throw the baby out of the bat out with the bathwater this season. You can't.
4: No, you can't, and that's why you know I I don't I think the Fangio thing just isn't going to happen. I think it would be an internal guy, but and I get. I get, like, I I understand
5: the take. Uh, this game was really on the offense, and I, that's fine. I mean,
4: you, I'll, I'll go with that a little bit. But you talk well, about let me start. Like that, that actually bugs me because the offense in the second half, they had got the ball four times. One time, including with ten seconds left, they yeah. they they marched down into scoring range twice. Once was just a really bad sack that Royce Newman got absolutely dog walked into. Aaron yeah. Rodgers, and the other one was the fourth and two play, which has been discussed. Like, the offense was actually – they didn't capitalize, but they moved the ball in the second half. Uh, people want to point out the three and out, and I get that. I really do. That was right. a, a baffling sequence of plays. Um, but that was one drive in the second half that you can kind of point to and be like, that was bad. The other two were, were fine. They just need to finish with points, and this game is a lot different. Um, but but- – Here's, here's the biggest problem. The first two
5: drives by the Giants, 11 plays, 56 yards, 7 minutes, field goal. The next drive, 15 freaking plays, 91 yards, 8 minutes and 7 seconds, touchdown. The next drive, 6 plays, 60 yards, touchdown, 3 minutes, 34 seconds. That is 18 minutes of the half right there. Before Green Bay got the ball with five minutes left in the fourth quarter and turned it over on downs, that was the obviously the two-batted ball stuff. But your, the defense was just constantly getting paper cut, paper cut, paper cut, and keeping the offense on the sideline. There's no way for the offense to get in a rhythm when the defense is just Allowing and allowing and allowing. No, get these six, get these seven, get these six, get these seven. It it's 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 killing, it's killing the offense the way the defense is playing. And they are not blameless by any stretch. No, but no, the complementary football side of Joe Barry's defense straight up gave up five consecutive scores. Five consecutive scores and that is how you lose the game
2: i'm not sure about you guys but it still catches me off guard when i walk down the water aisle at the grocery store and see these new tall boys that look like beer chilling out in the middle of the bottled water section of course it's not actually beer it's liquid death a new mountain spring water from the alps that's available in still sparkling and three unique flavors but why is it called liquid death you may ask Well, it's because Liquid Death donates 10% of their profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Even better is that the use of their aluminum Tallboy cans is also helpful, as aluminum is infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. Friends, bottled water has always been boring to me, but there's absolutely nothing boring about Liquid Death. I love the crisp, refreshing pop of the can when I open it, and the water simply tastes better in a can than it does out of a bottle. Add in their three unique flavors, Personally, I love the lime and the overall experience is infinitely better than any other water product. Plus it just looks so much cooler holding a tall boy labeled liquid death that looks like you're holding a crisp, refreshing beer. So do me a favor and go get liquid death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or you can find a liquid death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com packaday. That's liquiddeath.com packaday.
1: Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash blue wire. That's harrys.com slash blue wire for a $3 trial set.
4: Right. And you talk about complimentary football and that is just something that for whatever reason, and this goes back to the Mike McCarthy days with their defense, not being able to get stops. If, if for whatever reason underneath Aaron Rodgers, complimentary football just seems like something that's not allowed in green Bay. And that's really too bad. And, the, the one thing that I do wonder with Matt LaFleur is, is he going to make the same – is he thinking about Slayton? Or, God, I already forgot the special team coordinator's name from last year. Maurice Drayton. Is he going to let something like that drag on all year again, where it seemed like Drayton was kind of a, a lame duck type coach as a special teams coordinator? And ultimately, it came back to bite them in the butt. And they lost the playoff game because of it, because, you know, I don't know if them making a switch earlier in the year would have done anything, probably not, but at least they could have gone back and said, Hey, we, we tried, we tried. And is that going to happen again with this defense? And I, I, if I had truth serum and I could sit down with Matt LaFleur, I would ask him that and say, is that on your mind? Is that something you're thinking about this year? Because you talk, you did you listen to LaFleur after the presser? He was annoyed. He was oh, very yes. annoyed with what was going on, and um, it—you it, know—he was mad at himself. He put the blame on himself, like he always does. Uh, but he was a little bit snarky with some of the defensive questions that were being asked to him, and rightfully so. But ultimately, Ross—he's the guy that hired him, and that's—that was his choice. And we've talked about that at great detail about the situation behind that, how that all went down with Leonard and Joe Barry, and it just—it's—it. Kind of sucks. It just kind of sucks that they had to kind of go with their second or maybe even third option at the defensive coordinator spot. And right now they're they're reaping the rewards, benefits, negative benefits. I don't know what you'd say, but uh, they're sleeping in the bed that they made, and that's kind of what we just are at right now with this team. Um, Offensively, Ross, this team seems like they just can't get out of their own way. On offense, it seems like they, you know, going back to those three plays, the three shot plays pretty much that Rodgers took that just absolutely torpedoed that drive. Um, I just don't know. I don't know what the fix is on offense, but I do know on offense they have Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, and I just trust that they're going to be able to figure it out by the end of the year. There's just that trust. Who's that guy on defense? that they have, that you're just like, ah, oh, this guy's not going to let them be this bad. It, it, it just doesn't exist. And that's what is so disheartening about the whole situation. And I think our buddy uh, Westendorf even, I think he tweeted on Sunday, just if the Packers had the best defensive coordinator in the league and 11 all pros, I still think their defense would suck just because like, that's just the way it seems like it goes in green Bay. And it, it, it really is too bad. Um, you know, They've got a big one coming up next week in New York against the Jets, who just hung 40 on the Dolphins. And Robert Salas seems like he's got that team playing really well. We will find out a lot about this team, I think, with this next New York team coming to Green Bay. Um, after this team acted acted annoyed that they had to play in London all week, and now they get to play at home against Matt Lafleur's the best man in his wedding, uh, that this game's going to mean a lot to both those coaches Uh, They're going to have their guys ready to go. They're going to give everything they got to get a win this week. Um, Matt Lafleur's
5: teams. Can I go on a miniature rant, though? Like, that does kind of suck. I mean, this whole unbalanced schedule thing is super dumb. But, like, what Green Bay accomplished last year playing eight at home and nine on the road was really impressive. Then you get your turn in the rotation where you're supposed to have nine at home and eight on the road, and you lose your ninth home game and you have to go to England and you lose that game. Like, it, it does suck. Because in a normal year with Aaron Rodgers, they'd go nine and zero or eight and one, and then mm-hmm. you you start talking about you know um, stealing one in Tampa, and you're well on your way to accomplishing a ton of goals. You know, win in Detroit, win in Chicago, uh, do whatever else. And I'm not blaming. Like I'm not like they should have beat uh, the Giants a hundred percent. Being in England, like this was a failure without question. It just does suck that now they're going to have to go back next year and do 8 on 8 at home and 9 on the road and the real good chance the next time they have 9 at home, 8 on the road, Aaron Rodgers isn't the quarterback. And and that does suck, but that's just a little a miniature yeah,
4: rant there. It does, you know, Everything's still I mean everything is still in front of them. I will say too, a lot of people are acting like this Giants team was like 0 and 5 coming into this game. Folks are 4 and 1. Right now, I mean, they're they're winning games. They're beating teams. One that of the best, one of the well. best coach teams in football. Wink is awesome, and Dayball is awesome. Yep. Uh, you know they were undermanned, but their defense. Well, they they were undermanned and they were well coached, and they they were more ready than the Packers were. And I think that says a lot in itself, right there. And hopefully, that is a wake up call. If you ever want to get a wake up call early, I mean, it's early in the season. It's a good time to get it. Uh, I suppose that's the silver lining for this. For this particular, and I'll say role. this. Let me say this. And I'm, I'm not. And this will be my last thing. And I'm not picking on Jacob
5: Westendorf, but like I see all the doom and gloom tweets about how they're not a contender, and um, you know, don't 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 waste assets trading for DJ Moore because he's not a serious contender. And, and maybe with uh, Joe Barry, that's true. But they won a Super Bowl with Dom Capers as a defensive coordinator, man, and they won a Super Bowl in a year that they went ten and six. And if this team goes eleven and six and limps into the playoffs, maybe they will have better luck than the teams that have been thirteen and three and lost at home. You know, it's look at the it, two teams that made it last year, Ross. Yeah, that Rams <laughs> team wasn't even that good. Neither was that Bengals no. team. Like, let's just let's just slow down. Do I think this team's gonna win the Super Bowl? Probably not. But there's thirty one other teams. I I'm just because they don't win week in and week out, maybe in the way that they have the first three years of the Lafleur era. Guess what? The first three years of the Lafleur era, I believe, have one playoff win. Is that correct? Yep. Two, maybe? No, two. two. Seattle and uh, the Rams. It it hadn't been that great. So learn from your losses, move forward. The season's not over. Um, it just the Joe Barry thing stinks. It, it stinks out loud.
4: Yep, uh, it does. But teams can get better. This is the National Football League. They have Aaron Rodgers. They have Matt Lafleur. They've got two of the best running backs offensive line uh Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins are only going to continue to get better as they get more acclimated uh there is a path to this team getting better so don't let anyone tell you that there there is not is this team as talented as some of the teams in the past probably not uh but less talented teams have won Super Bowl so uh we'll, we'll wait to see what all happens let's not end up on freezing cold takes so uh that's all from us this week hopefully we got better news next week when we see you guys but until then go pack go
3: mypatriotsupply.com